Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Welcome back, listeners, to your AfterBuzz TV after show for Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 7, The Broken Man. Stay with us. Let's find out who's broken. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, there was an exciting little <laughs> reveal at the beginning of this episode, yes. so let's talk about it in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host for this after show. My name is Kyle Maddock. To my left, I have the one and only Kristen Snyder. Hello. Over there, I've got Sarah Stretton. <laughs> Kristen's very sexy today. I'm, I'm wearing a bralette. Whoa. It's very sexy. It's Whoa. very sexy. Whoa, I don't even know what to say to that. So here we go. Sarah Stretton over here, ladies and gentlemen. This on the table. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Malady over there. Vala Magulis, everyone. I'm sitting here at youtube.com slash TV for the live chat. It's still loading on my end, so if you're in there without me, uh, I know you're going to be just fine because we got the best fans in the world chatting away about Game of Thrones. Let's do so here together now. Here we are. Here we Woo! are. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Guys, Let's we do it. We don't have any wine today. I don't know what's going on. But wine. I, I, water. I know, it's I, really hot out. I dropped the ball on that one. It's guys, really so. hot. The Hound is back. Here we go. Right from the beginning, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Are we kick it off with a bang. Is this a surprise? Were you surprised by this? No. Did you think he was coming back? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else for me? <laughs> he, he had to come back because we didn't see him die. And yep. I've never seen a lingering death, you know, an assumed death in Game of Thrones. Except for Stannis. So with that theory, yes, Stannis. Well, we saw, we saw the sword come down. But, I mean, but we didn't see dead Stannis. It was confirmed. It was confirmed. That's all I'm saying I'm is it was unconfirmed. I'm just what you just said. You know what else was confirmed? <laughs> Jon Snow's death. So you know what? Anything can go in this show, obviously. I, I guess you're right. Well, I'm glad he's back because I, I started to fall in love with the Hound right when he fell. Right. So we have the one and only... <laughs> Ian McShane arriving in Westeros to bring bring the Hound back to life. We get the story about how he found him. He was on Death's Door, and uh, and did you guys catch his character's name? I think it was Ray. Is that what I saw? I think we've made Chat, up please confirm. Ray as his name. <laughs> his lovely golden pendant necklace. We'll just. Say is called Ray. There we go. Yeah, we were watching it with closed captions, and it said Ray before what he was saying. So I'm kind of going with Ray until we find out from our lovely listeners uh, if that is right or wrong. But guys, I'm so happy he's back. Someone's saying Deadwood. Yes. Ian McShane <laughs> was amazing in Deadwood, but also I'm just so glad the Hound is back. Yes. This changes everything, and it really helps when people are talking about the Clegane Bull and how, you know, he can yes. fight for the faith now the against Bull. the mountain. That's really exciting. Like I think we got a little uh, evidence of that as well, because mm-hmm. uh, Ian McShane, or Ray possibly, says, um, the gods aren't done with you yet. Which makes me think the gods could call on him for this fight. But his still. path to serving the gods after wrongdoings or sin was adding goodness to the world and not proceeding with more death. Yes. Which hasn't ever been uh, the Hound's MO. It, it's sad. <laughs> He's back, and you kind of want this 
this turnaround where he has maybe found God or the gods and has come around and maybe he's a nice guy. He's going to stop killing now and everything. And then almost immediately everybody, all his new friends and everything just, I mean, we're laughing, but it's just such a quick like, hey, fake out guys. We were going to make him good. He was going to be a good guy, but no, he's still going to be this murderer with an ax now. He's like the new Jason Voorhees of Westeros. (laughs) Nice. Gosh. I like that guy. He was full of jams. I, I wrote down a bunch of quotes that he said, you know, it's never late to come back. A nice theme that that is going to follow Mr. Clegane coming back to If the event. fans love you enough, you can survive. <laughs> yeah, if the fans love you, you can come Brutal back. Brutal injuries. Most of all, though, violence is a disease. You can't cure it by spreading it to others. And then uh, the hound comes back with, you can't cure it by dying either. <laughs> yeah. So we saw both of those things come full circle right at the end. He had quite a um, few gems in there. We had someone in the chat. So we don't have chat on the computer. I'm just seeing the chat scroll far this on this faraway TV. But someone asked where we thought the hound was. And when we introduced this possibly Brotherhood Without Banners mm-hmm. as the uh, killers of the episode, murderers, yeah, right? they're evil definitely, riders up on horses. They were definitely the bad guys here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that also leads us to believe where they are, because the last time the Brotherhood was out, Banners was mentioned, was when I believe we were talking about the area kind of surrounding River Run and surrounding the Freys, because that was like in the list of all the things they were dealing with. Like they were dealing with the Blackfish, mm-hmm. they were dealing with raids, or being hounded by the um, Brotherhood Without Banners. Absolutely. So I think that's kind of the area, like, geographically that we're dealing with. we're definitely somewhere in the south. It doesn't seem too far from where uh, the Hound's last stand was, you know, with Brienne Mm -hmm. there. So it's got to be around there, and I I doubt Ian McShane lugged his butt all across the uh, Westeros continent (laughs) there. So he uh, found him, brought him back, and we're there, and we're building a church. Ryan, what's up, man? Well, I I was just curious, you know, uh, we got a really good look um, with Beric Dondarrion, right, And, and that whole brotherhood without banners and when they had Arya and I kind of liked them I thought they seemed like moral just men and now here we see them doing this you know I don't know if you have any insight from the books well, who are these men and what are their what is their ultimate goal because I feel like killing innocent women and children who are building a church doesn't really seem befitting of a, a you know a freelance noble group like that yeah when they first came around it was sort of to um, kind of uh, keep the uh, wrong the rights of the death of like Robert and and Ned Stark and uh, I think what they have become is just sort of a commentary on uh, war and what happens when your land is just sort of devastated and the and the lengths that you have to go to and maybe you become the bad guy and at first they seemed like they were good and everything but remember they they kidnapped I mean they didn't kidnap but they kind of captured and, and uh, kidnapped off. in a way you know trying to sell off Arya and mm-hmm. they were hanging people left and right uh, when we met them before. So they weren't the best of guys back then, but, you know, when there's little food and, and lots of war going on and bad things, you know, you gotta... They seem to have go. crossed, like, another line, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like the last time we saw them, no, they weren't completely righteous, or but they had this we kind of Robin, Robin Hood, yes. mm-hmm. men of tights type of right. feel. Absolutely. Um, they were, like, kind of joked with themselves. They were funny. They were entertaining. They were also skilled warriors. And now we've transferred into how they're presented when they came up on horseback in this. The bad was guys. just, yes, just straight bad guys. There was none of that 
kind of wit that we had before when we saw them. So it just seems like they've gotten worse and worse. Uh, uh, in their defense, I'll play I'll play devil devil's advocate here. In their defense, it was three soldiers. The Brotherhood Without Banners is a lot larger than that, and there are plenty armies that are on the good side where there are a couple soldiers that go off and do some bad stuff, you know? We like the Dothraki army, but there they are, raping women left and right. But like, like <laughs> they do, like, there are bad seeds everywhere you go. But there was also something to be said of the fact that they did show up on horseback. They looked like they were, like, really decked out, like, in what they were wearing. Before, we were seeing them in caves, kind of wandering around on foot and singing. Mm -hmm. And now you're sending three representatives, all who have horses, all who looked fully equipped. Well, you, it doesn't really you, seem you, like you're in need of stealing food. You're saying representatives here. How do you know those men weren't acting on their own? Yeah, exactly. True. And you know what I True. like about this is we we get the other side of a villain, which you don't always get. Like, they don't know these people. The only people we care about there is the Hound. Mm. And that, okay, we're respectful that these are his friends. But it's nice, I think, to actually see the Brotherhood without banners and the way they really are when they're not singing songs, when they're not being jolly, you know? Because I liked them whenever we met up with them earlier in the show. And like a lot of people are saying in the chat, they were confused that they were bad in this episode. Yeah. So as a plot device, here these guys are. They captured um, the Hound once. So he's already kind of had a run-in with them once. And now, he, you know, they killed his whole family. Yep. All right, so they're obviously a, a vehicle for revenge for the Hound, or a driving force of hate, right? But what, how else do you think they're going to play into the story? Like, is the Brotherhood Without Banners, are they bigger than what we realize? Are they going to come into play? Do they? Are they going to pick a well, side? I think it's going to be the more? Hound leading them. It's going to be his new army. I think he'll uh, flip Ooh. a coin and uh, have the Brotherhood follow him. That's a theory I, I have I like not that. Okay, I mean, the one Hound's of army. The like questions we keep getting this season is the want for men. So... So much is just like what wars are actually shaping, and if the Brotherhood Without Banners has grown to such a size that they are a force that could contend with some sort of army, that is that could be a big plot That's point. Who knows? And hopefully they got chickens because the hound looks hungry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm wondering what we're going to find out when we get more of the Brotherhood but Without he's Banners. He's killing I, with an axe I now. I think we're going to. I wonder if Beric Dunsdarian is still there because, you know, that guy has a tendency to die a lot. So, <laughs> They're uh, still worshiping the Lord of Light. So maybe we have uh, some new leadership. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm but, excited um, to see what he uses that axe for, though. <laughs> and who? For uh, who? Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, I think you got a little, uh, um, little something something. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do this now. Hey, guys. All right. So here at AfterBuzz TV, we're able to put on this show and the studio and talk about all these different shows for free to you on YouTube and iTunes. And the way we keep it free is by having sponsors. So I'd like to convey a little sponsor message from one of our excellent sponsors, Chapman University. Okay. Chapman University is lo located in Orange County, California, 16 miles from the beach. 30 miles from L.A., and a few minutes away from Disneyland. That, that, that's, hey, that's, the, the <laughs> that's the selling point. Disneyland, guys. Disneyland. Education is important, right but Disneyland is extremely important. <laughs> Disneyland University? I'd there go there. Go. And that was Star Wars going on? Oh, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's about 8,000 students who are enrolled in the undergraduate and graduate programs there. 
Uh, they're best known for their programs in film and in television. Okay. Business, science, and technology, not to be confused with Scientology. I had a friend who graduated from Chapman. He was in the film division. I used to go down there and help him with scenes all the time. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful campus, and, uh, and the classes were cool. They were smaller, and I would go in, and we'd do a little scene that he was going to be shooting and everything, and it was, uh, it was a really cool experience. And the classes, they're smaller, yeah? Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, it says here that the student-to-faculty ratio is 14 to 1. There classes we go. are small. I went to a small school, business school, and I really liked it. You know, compared to those large lecture halls where you don't really get the attention. It makes such a difference. Yeah, you're paying money for education. You might as well get your money's worth. It sounds like Chapman has uh, a bunch of different ways you can get your money's worth. They've got 10 different schools and colleges, more than 100 different majors and programs, literally something for everyone. Um, and as far as, you know, outside extracurricular stuff, there's close to 200 clubs and student organizations here at Chapman. Yes. So there's literally dozens of opportunities to study abroad, uh, here at home, for short, short trips, for entire semesters. You can go to Bravos, you can go to <laughs> <laughs> you can study I abroad love there. It. Disney yeah. University, someone said on the chat. <laughs> <Disney, laughs> pretty much. Yes. Uh, it's a small world after all. And um, <laughs> here's the best part 86% of students benefit from some sort of financial aid. So you may not have to pay for this education entirely yourself, okay? For more information, check it out at www.chapman.edu slash information. That's chapman.edu slash information. Check it out, uh, educate yourself, and stay in school, kids. Right. Or you awesome. might end up like the hound, killing and doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Chapman so, University. We don't quite live in this world. There you go. It's a little different. A little Maybe. different. Thank you very much for that, Ryan. Thank uh, you. Thank let's you head Chapman. back to uh, King's Landing, where the Marjorie and and we're the Marjorie, we're the, the High Sparrow and Marjorie <laughs> are having a little lesson themselves. And uh, High Sparrow's wondering why uh, Marjorie hasn't done her wifely duty here and. Uh, Despite her air. reading from the mother, Yo, or like yeah. the book of the mother, yeah, she did good. <laughs> you know, I'm really surprised she ever did to begin with. I mean, it was just all an act, and now she's playing a different act, and this different act, she can be faithful and, and not bed Tommen, which I don't think she ever wanted to do. Has she that slept was, with Tommen yet at all? Yeah, she did yeah. like right away. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was like, I could do this again. Yeah. Like, how do people ever stop he pretty did. much? Keeping him thirsty. Was that, was that like uh, a home run, or was that... Oh, yeah. Was it? I, quit, yes. I can't quite remember that yes. scene, but it was. Okay. Because yeah. it's not... He wasn't concerned. We never saw yeah. the scene. We saw the Wait a minute, guys. As far as he knows, it's a home run. Maybe she told him that's all there is. <laughs> I know. Maybe it was just a you know, happy ending or something. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. No, remember, this <laughs> but, is when she was worried about, was she going to be the queen... She had to really set things straight because there was the problem with the fact that she never consummated the marriage with Joffrey because he was killed at their wedding reception. Mm -hmm. So she was like, we are consummating this now. Boom, 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 boom. So uh, the High Sparrow says, we need an heir to continue our work. Mm-hmm. Oh, High Sparrow's playing. He is. Yeah, because he wants this child that he can just raise up within the the blanket of the faith, huh? He wants he's playing the long game now. Holy cow. He is yeah. That's what you took away from this? Yes, what did you take? What I took away was the fact that he was like the woman doesn't have to feel any desire. She just has to be patient. Yes. Congress doesn't uh, And yes. then he was like, yeah. and then we can punish your grandmother. This is what I was taking away. I was like, I don't know if I really respect the High Sparrow's Point of view on women. Slowly but surely. What? Yeah. You don't? Yeah. Slowly <laughs> but surely. No, he doesn't. Just... I, I don't respect his position. Well, you know, I I do. I respect 
the High Sparrow because he's smart. I like I like uh, characters in this universe who play the long game, who play two moves ahead. It's like chess, you know what I mean? Like I love Peter Baelish because he plays the long game. Okay. You know the moves that he's making are very calculated. Uh, but I also have to give Marjorie credit because I feel like she's she's playing. Obviously, we saw her pass the note yes. to the Queen of Thorns. It's so, showing her allegiance. I have a question for you then, Ryan. Do you think the High Sparrow is playing two steps ahead when he brings up Oleana there? Or do you think he really slipped and he kind of gave Marjorie a little warning there of his future plans to sort of go after her? Or do you think he he was playing her I to think, go talk to his grand, her grandmother? No, I think, I think Marjorie's doing a really... She, she's playing a real committed role. I mean, she's she's memorized verses. She hasn't been sleeping with her husband. You know, like she, he had to come to her to say, "You need to have, you need to get in there. You know, mm-hmm. you need to sleep with your husband. We need to." He kind of I feel like showed his hand a little bit, saying, "We need to produce an heir. Okay, we need to, you know, because for the better good of the people." So as I feel far like, as the queen, though, I feel like he wanted her to get the queen to leave. Yeah, I think it was very transparent to, with that. To get Oleana to leave. Yeah. I think queen, we're queen trying. Of queen of Thorns. Sorry, I'm getting my queens queen, mixed up. Queen the queen and my queen of Thorns. I feel like okay. we're trying to make this storyline as interesting as possible. <laughs> okay. But like, how convoluted is everyone's plan? Everybody's Like, how scheming. far ahead are we? And I kind of just want to catch up to what the plan is okay. at this point. The Yeah, what is, what is Lady Marjorie's plan? There you go. That's, well, she kind of tips question. off her grandmother here. She's able to sneak her a note with uh, Septon Unella watching like a hawk over there. But uh, slips of the note with the, the rose, and I think that's a, a, hey, I'm still a Tyrell. What are the, what are the words of House Tyrell? Grow strong. Grow strong. Growing strong. Growing, growing strong. Growing strong. So I think that was a, a just a little message to her saying, hey, listen, I got it. I got a plan. I haven't forgotten about our house. Okay, the plan is growing strong. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just get trust out me. because you're in danger. Mm-hmm. Gave, gave her the warning. Which is cool because I love it when people conspire. So I was, I was, I was actually getting kind of concerned that Marjorie had lost herself, but no. So uh, what do they say about Loris here? That he, he has to give up his title? That's what he has Marjorie to was give saying? give up his title and kind of his... Almost every link he has. So his lands, he will no longer take over Highgarden. He's got to give up He's, everything. Yes, he will be, but he will be a free man. And he also will have to serve some sort of penance. Okay. Uh, he has to so, join the church, didn't he? Um, I didn't take that away. I just took that there was some sort of other punishment, like how we've had kind of the, the walk. Like there could be something for him. Hmm. But we, it has not been explicitly well, identified. I'm just excited that it looks like it's going to come to a head next week because this whole storyline is so boring to me. I hate yeah, it. You just want to see Gregor Stein just kill some sparrows. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see the mountain. Is that what we're calling him? Sir Gregor Stein and the hound, <laughs> the Cleganebull. Cle- Cle- That's the only thing that interests me right now. Like, just get rid of the High Sparrow. I really don't care about Marjorie or her brother. I don't. Okay. I like the Queen of Thorns, but as far as their characters go... I don't really care what happens. You just want to see blood and violence. I think. I just feel like they haven't made those characters like interesting. I don't care who lives or dies. And Hmm. I think a part of it comes from the fact that they do, they have been hiding so much of what the plan is. Yeah, that's that I can't really like root for a character because I don't know where they're headed. And instead of it being like ooh mysterious and suspenseful, it's just like. Well, I'm not relating that to this because I yeah, want to know what's going on. We're two in the dark yes. with what's going on there. Um, so we get Cersei mm-hmm. and Oleana here, uh, and they need each other. They need each other, <laughs> this fight, which is... <laughs> 
not gonna work out too well. I don't know. Um, do you see these two coming together? No, no. way. Elian is like, I'm out of here. <laughs> no and way. you should too. There's gonna be no moment where she actually helps Cersei at all or anything. Or yeah. I mean, again, making making so much out of something that wasn't there. We could say the whole speech is about. Cersei's mistakes, but is the real mistake that's happening is that the Queen of Thorns isn't accepting this, um, not apology, but acknowledgement of wrongdoing and this olive branch to fight this together. Is this her worst mistake by being prideful and walking away? Hmm. Like, now is she going to be in trouble? I think the Queen's only mistake is not killing Cersei and taking over the kingdom now that there's no one else there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Lannister army is over at, uh, was it River Run? Yeah. Um, I think, all right, so the High Sparrow's goal is what? World domination through faith, yes? World living in poverty-type setting. He wants to be the Pope. He wants to, like, lead the, the you know... He wants to be the religious head of... of he already of, is. Almost. He's on two pillars. Yeah, There's the faith and the crown. And You think he wants just the crown gone? I think he wants to be the secret leader behind yeah, the Yeah, exactly. He can take the power. You can get a figurehead yeah. lord. If, if Tommen and Marjorie mm-hmm. have this kid, and he raises them up in the light of the seven mm-hmm. from birth... Um, do you think that's his goal? Yeah, I think so. I agree. I think so. I'm with Kyle. Because then you have, uh, I mean, maybe that king will become the high sparrow and you'll have this one who leads everything. Mm-hmm. Ugh, no, that sounds, sounds terrible. And so sounds like in order for that to stop, the high sparrow has to be uh, shot out of the sky, so to speak. I don't think this high sparrow needs to be shot out of the sky. I think the high sparrow has to be shown, like, this version of the religion kind of has to be shown as wrong. Because he has said that... From what they see, from what how they've placed their religion towards the people, the people if any of them it. die, the the spaces will just be filled. Fill up. Like there has to be like a, a strong like a political vacuum. So we're all just kind of guessing. We're grap- grasping for straws. Let's move on from that. Let's Thank head over you. to <laughs> John and Sansa are rummaging through the north, looking for help. They stop off. Their first stop is the Wildlings, where they have two thousand men, and they are asking the Wildlings for help. And uh, they get it from them with the help of one one there, the giant. <laughs> <laughs> one one said one word. One one said snow. <laughs> and then everybody's like, okay, the giant said yes, let's let's do this mm-hmm. here. It, that us. wasn't really a surprise to any of us, though. I mean, I was surprised it took so long and it wasn't just like, of course, right away. I just think the giant should have accompanied them on all of their, like, when they went to all the houses. And here's one one. Yeah, that would not help. Are you kidding me? A, a wildling giant shows up in the northern houses. No one wants to fight with the wildlings. Because we get that a little later with House Glover. Like as soon as he's like, "Who's fighting in the army?" Mm-hmm. Then tell me who's fighting in the army besides mm-hmm. House Mormont. Says the wildlings, and he's like, "No, those rumors are true. I'm out. I'm not doing this. Right. No, thank you. You're crazy." Um, they've been the northern houses have been fighting against the wildlings, keeping them on their land for for hundreds hundreds thousands of years, however long it's been, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a hard sell. That's a really hard sell. But who was sold was Lady Mormont. Ah, oh. yes, bad, she is great, badass character of the episode right here. Yeah, yeah, I liked her, Lady Lyanna Mormont. The what was she? Ten years old? Yes, ten years. And wow, <laughs> that girl can ferocious, <laughs> precocious young lass. So, um. You guys liked her. She's your favorite character of the episode here? I Definitely. Yeah. She was, she was pretty badass. I liked her. Nice. Uh, and her 62 men. <laughs> I mean. But if they're all like her, 
Like Davos said. Exactly. Oh, sure. We've got, we've got 620 men, really. Each one is worth 10 mainlanders. I don't, we do math here. Most of the army is wildlings, with like a few, uh, you know, others. Where do we have any, um, like, did did Jon Snow have any other army at all? Did did are there any other Stannis's men? Is there anybody else besides who we're hoping joins the fight? Baelish's army. Do they ha- does he have anybody else? Anything else? Uh, well, we get a little later on that they have the Hornwoods and they have the Masons. Um, we learn that a little later. But, uh, but I, I'm still hung up on how um, they sold this to Lady Mormont, which is they came right out and they told her that the dead are coming. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, Already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. You'd think that'd be a harder selling Yeah, point. I thought so. they would take a little, like, the maester would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But I guess the, the northern lords are a lot more willing to believe in this. Mm-hmm. They just need a, the head of a white walker to walk around with and say, hey, <laughs> see? They're back. It seems when they cut them, they turn to ice and shatter. Mm, that's yeah. yeah, hard for transportation. I, I see. But <laughs> hard for transportation. <laughs> I feel like after every, at the end of every season, it always come, boils down to that. Oh, the, the army of the dead is coming. Like it's the, it's us versus the dead, you know. Mm. Um, and then the beginning of the next season, everyone kind of forgets about that until kind of the end. So um, when it comes down to the end of the season, I think everyone's going to band together because they have to. Yeah. Somebody pointed out on the chat that the Iron Island wasn't able to take the Bear Island. Is that true with 62 men? Does the Iron Island attempt to take Bear Island? Well, we get from the Glovers that the Iron Islands attacked them. And I'm not sure the geographical difference between the two in my head, but the Iron Islands certainly attacked the Glovers. And so it made me think that maybe they would attack the Mormonts as well. Well, that gives us hope. Yeah, Yeah. that gives us hope. So they're holding out with that, but um, we get uh, we get them going back to where Stannis made his camp, and there's there's fighting happening. This 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 little alliance between the Northerners and the Wildlings isn't going to be that easy mm-hmm. to keep on going. We get the fighting happening, and uh, Sansa finally comes to the realization that she needs to send somebody a letter. And we all believe this is Peter. Peter. We think it's Peter Baelish because if she's sending the only other people I think she's mentioned was her uncle. Or the, have any other uncle. friends? She mentioned Blackfish at some point, and they're they have their own problems. What I realized most in this episode is that Sansa really needs to step up her game as if she is going to play the role of how, the leader of House Stark, who is going out there for her house and recruiting. Because I'm, I understand she's been through a lot, but I had hope that she was learning at least a little bit of this political game. Um, through being around Peter Baelish for so long, through being around Little Fear. Yeah. Like a long time ago when we were still in the area, like she came out transformed, different look. And now she's embracing the Stark name, but she still hasn't really figured out how to back that up or encourage anyone or get anyone to stand behind her. I agree. Same with Jon Snow. You would think that after everything he's been through, I mean, he's 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 led some pretty inspiring, you know, uh, 
charges against enemies, and he's he's inspired a lot of men to fight with him. But you know, watching these these negotiations go down, it's you know Silver Tongue Sir Devos who really clenched those sixty two guys. Other than that, I, I'm not really impressed with this trio. I mean, you would think, but it's hard. You know, you got one girl who there's rumored to be married to the imp, married to a bolt. You know, who knows what her story is? And then you got Jon Snow, who's a bastard. You know, it's it's kind of a <laughs> it's a hodgepodge of of leaders who aren't quite ready to lead. I feel like Davos reminds me of Tyrion, though. Right? He's mm. kind of taking that hand and, yeah. like, giving a voice of He's reason the, yeah, the with hand. his words. Mm. He's good at it. Yeah. He's so, good. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully Peter Baelish hasn't turned around and started talking to Bruce Bolton or anything. No. In the meantime, <sighs> wouldn't I mean, happen. So, um, so, yeah, I'm just waiting for the army, uh, the Aaron army, oh, oh, to march up, make their way up there. Ramsey Bolton. They're already there. They've just been hiding. They're a little little <laughs> south, but they'll come up. They'll come up. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine who else she would write the letter to. So that's that's who I'm going with on that one. Since we all think that, it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we did get uh, we did get confirmation in a way that Brienne is headed south because she was not with them. I know that was a question I had a couple episodes ago because we saw them all ride out of Castle Black mm-hmm. together, and uh, we didn't really get a a decision on that. But Brienne wasn't with them, so it looks like she's heading down a river run. Right there. And that's where we're going to mm-hmm. go next. So Jamie and uh, Bronn arrive with the Lannister army. I'm kind of happy Bronn's yeah, with them. Gotta, <laughs> I didn't gotta, know he was going to be with them. you got to love that duo. I yeah. love them. I like how when he asked him, uh, you can be the hand that I lost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, does he want to be the, do you want to be my hand no. that I lost? Do you want to be my right hand? No, but it was kind of cute. <laughs> Bran's like, you promised me a castle and a wife and a kid, and I just want to go do that. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It made me sad. It made me worry that he won't ever get to do it. Yeah, I agree. And that he will be gone before he ever kind of gets his reward for all that he's done for Jamie and the whole Lannister clan. Um, it's funny, though. I think I think this is a rumor. I'm not sure if it's true. But one of the reasons I think we probably haven't been seeing Bronn is when we've been seeing Jamie, it's with Cersei. And supposedly Bronn and Cersei don't like to film together. Well, yeah, not, not necessarily Bronn and Cersei, the actor the and actress. actress. Yeah, so I've, he- I've heard that actors. rumor as well. So that's, I think, because why they've we've dated been, each they, other. I think they dated in the past. And it ended badly. And it ended and, badly. And, and so this is why Bronn has been missing. Scenes just together. <laughs> off on his own. Funny. Interesting. Ooh. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, no, if anything, no I feel like that would help the scene, know, right? right? Nothing like pulling from your own emotions. Apparently, they refuse to talk to each other on set. I think I still. I think that'd be great. Imagine being on set. Oops. No, I'm. I'm really excited for you to tell us. You said this next scene that we're talking about was your favorite in the book, so I'm excited for you to tell us why. Well, let me preface. Let me preface that with a feast for crows. Not very many interesting things happened in that book, and so. And then Kyle got murdered. But there was this great scene, and anybody who knows me knows that I like the blackfish in the book a lot better than I like the one on the show. And there was this interaction where the blackfish just I mean we saw him kind of put it put Jamie in his place a little bit he does it tenfold in the book and he's just like nailing him everything Jamie says he's like why would I ever believe you 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 were you killed the king you were sworn to protect why would I believe everything Jamie says he just shoves it right back in his yeah. face mm-hmm. and then like Jamie's like Oh jeez, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Kind of like the same thing Queen the Queen of Thorns did to to, to Cersei. <laughs> there we go. A little so bit, Cersei yeah. and Jaime are just getting a little taste there of their go. own. Their, their own <laughs> tricks don't work anymore. So we get a taste of that in this scene, mm. and uh, uh, it wasn't as much, but it was definitely uh, I found it enjoyable. I like this. The uh, Blackfish is such a seasoned vet at mm-hmm. all this stuff, and Jaime is. Uh, 
Jamie's kind of shaken up, and however many people love him and everything like that, he's uh, I I liked that the Blackfish kind of <laughs> felt like it expressed everyone's exp- uh, opinions mm-hmm. when he was like, you can just kill him because no one cares. He's going to end up dead. <laughs> no one cares if he survives. About Edmure, of course. Yes. Edmure, yeah. I, I loved the Blackfish in this scene. I mean, I didn't really love him before because I'm not... I haven't read yeah. the books like Hell, Kyle. He was so much better in this this scene than we've seen him before. Yeah, and, and he always seems to miss the action so far. So I really like him now. I'm excited for these scenes going forward. If Jamie was to fulfill his oaths, where should he be right now? <laughs> Wait, if he was to get Sansa and Arya and bring them back to I mean, he said Catelyn? he was going to get Sansa and Arya. He said he was going to protect Marcella to Cersei, and I feel like there should be some sort of avenging there. Then there's the oath to Cersei to, I believe, never leave her. He has very contradictory promises. He's kind of made quite a few, and... Yeah. What can he keep? What can he do? Mm-hmm. I feel like you were going to see him change, though. But he did send out Brienne to keep his oath, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he gave her oath keeper, yeah. sent her out there, said, hey, get them. I have to stay here for whatever reasons. And, um, yeah, but that argument's not going to go over well. No. Yeah. If, you turn it, if you turn it back to his first big oath that he broke that we know about, he would be dead because he should have protected uh, the Mad King during that siege. Yeah, but I don't worry about that. That's before the show. That's an old oath. (laughs) So I like that we get from Blackfish that he was born in this castle, which I didn't know, and he's prepared to die there. Makes sense. But so I feel like Jamie's going to turn here and and not, you know, get the castle for the phrase. What do you guys think? That's what Mm. I thought originally when when the plan kind of, when he was first sent. Because I think Jamie's going to have to take a step away from his family duties. However, now with the teaser for next week, I feel like my whole theory is ruined. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to see... I'm kind of with Jamie winning this siege here because I think it is showing his new position um, as a general and not so much a soldier anymore. And I think if he steps up and does that, he's sort of turning into his father, who was was this great military general. And I think we're going to start seeing... Um, pieces of that. But I thought you liked Blackfish. Yes, and I will hate that because I think that every point that Blackfish made about this really being his home and why it was taken from him and like how it was taken from him by traitors, there's just something so horrible in the symbolism that this castle should belong to the Freys who murdered this whole family at a wedding. Are you saying that Game of Thrones is going to give you something you want? Because that's not the show I've been watching (laughs) for many seasons now. The, uh... The chat is predicting Jamie's death this season. Whoa! It's a big prediction. Holy cow. Yeah. That is a big one. So, um... So, yeah, it's, uh... Let me, Anything else before we move on? I just mm-hmm. want to get uh, alliances straight. So the Lannisters are allied or, or sworn to now, I guess. Uh, the king. Well, the, the, okay. So they're allied, though, with the Boltons and the Freys, correct? Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the Lannisters and the Freys are working together, and the Boltons have this kind of fragile little alliance with them, yeah. Fragile because it was with... Um, it was with Roos and, uh, yeah. And Lord... Uh, the father. Ah. Bruce Bruce Bolton? No, no, no. Wait, um, with Tywin. Tywin Lannister. Yeah, that. There's a lot of people in that alliance that are who founded that alliance that are now dead, but it still exists. So, what is Jamie's true motivation to take River Run? 
Uh, so that the phrase he, he can get the job done because his son told him to. After he was stripped of his other job. The, the chat is asking if we think the Lannisters will still rise. Oh, mm. no, they're falling. Yeah. <laughs> they're going down. I feel like this season, almost every house is falling. Mm-hmm. Bes- besides Daenerys with her dragons, almost everyone is falling. The Starks are falling apart. The Aarons are led by ba- Robin. Yeah. You have the Boltons... The bastard has now killed bastard. his father. You have Blackfish who's taken over his own castle. You have the Freys who, every time we see them, just seem to get worse and worse. Mm. Oh, pretty much every house, I feel like, has been really stripped down. So uh, let's. The Marcells, so we got quite a bit to Tyrells, talk about still. So I think everything. I think we're going to move on from there. We're going to head over to Yara and Theon. Yara. Uh, so they are over in. Uh, we get confirmation actually in the Arya scene next that um, they are in uh, Slaver's Bay. Uh, that's where they are right now, and uh, they're at a brothel, and she needs Theon to step it up. She gives him some tough love mm-hmm. in this scene, and it is what he needed to hear. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sick of the dog, weak dog act, too. I think we all are. I mean, I am kind of yearning for that asshole he was, like, in the first few seasons. Woo! How you like a Theon now? <laughs> I still don't like Theon. I think I've just decided that I won't like him forever, so I'm, I'm stuck. Oh, man. So we get their plan, is that they are going to do what Euron wants to do, but they're just going to do it before him. They're going to go to Daenerys, they're going to get her, they're going to ally with her, and come back, and they're going to retake the Iron Islands, assuming, I guess, she's going to help them, and they're going to help her take the Seven Kingdoms. Or, I think or it's Westeros. a great plan. Whoever. And I love that she's a lesbian. I think we all did. She might not be a lesbian. I don't think she might like a... both. She might. She's just I think getting she's some. Just Open. She just like uh, she's down for fun. Like 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 Oberyn. You just she just enjoys the fruits yeah. of life. She's down for a nice ass that you can't find on the Iron Islands. Boom, bam, right there. <laughs> we all liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Well, they'll if they get there and if they have the ships. I think it's Daenerys doesn't really know what's going on politically. She doesn't care what's going on politically over on the west. I think that whoever shows up at her door with the vehicles that she needs. Is going to get you know. There you go. Her and, but they don't have a thousand ships. No. Like Dario said, they've nope, got what no one twenty does, yeah. or forty ships or something like that. So I, I don't know what they're going to do when they get over there, but that's their plan at the moment. I guess they'll figure it out. <laughs> People mm. are shipping Varys and Theon. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, why, don't I don't we, why don't we throw Grey Worm in there, too? <laughs> yeah, okay. There you go. There you go. It follow, follows that theme nicely. So, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I kind of really liked Yara in this scene. I liked that mm-hmm. she was she was giving him that tough love and, and uh, changing him around. Y- Yara's a very capable character. Mm. She has She's doing the tough love, bringing Theon back. She's always kind of gone by what she believes is right, whether it's like defying her father for her brother, she's able to lead um, her crew with like straight loyalty. We've never seen her be betrayed by anyone. She's the leader, obviously, in this situation. What's Theon's role? I mean, because, I mean... The now, hand of the queen. We've had him the, since the, season one. The hand of the queen. The hand, the hand right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. hand of the queen. Loyal soldier go. right there. Better than Reek. So uh, moving on, we, uh, we have our last scene here. We uh, visit Arya. 
who is uh, paying for passage back to Westeros, who has a ton of money. <laughs> Much like Lady Marmont would in this scene, right? She was very sassy and like demanding a cabin and that they leave at dawn, which suits her. I think it was great. She yeah. like, stepped up. She's like, I'm not, I'm not this little girl anymore. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Boom. You ever seen the movie True Grit? Uh, yes, a long time ago. reminded me of that scene with the young girl and Jeff Bridges, you know, just like telling There's something something about a, a young a guy or girl, but usually it's a young woman who really, like, captures that, like, that ins- inspiring, you know, something you would just want to follow, that fire of some young woman just taking it by the ball. She's like, mine. And then you get stabbed. Yeah, so we have this <laughs> old lady approach her, and uh, we all saw that coming. Yeah. Everybody but Arya. We were all just cringing, just and going, come on. Stab, 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 stab. You know, at least face her with your own face. Not face off. It's not fair. She whipped it off at some point. (laughs) It's having red wedding flashbacks of abdomen stabbing. Yeah. 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 People in the chat are saying that they don't think it was Arya with Arya's face on. But Arya's face hasn't been on the the wall of faces, so no one can wear Arya's face. So somebody thinks they think that was somebody else who got stabbed? Yeah. But that wouldn't make sense because her face hasn't been on the wall yet. Sounds confusing to me, but I don't know about that. I have heard hmm. that theory uh, online that was circulating this last week about Arya and the Waif being the same person, kind of a split personality, like fight, a Fight Club type fight of thing. Fight Club type thing, and I don't know. I guess it's still possible, but I guess it's more unlikely now. Oof. Having being that would stabbed. be some psychodrama craziness. The fact that she up. didn't die though. That would kind of really cement the uh, psychopath theory that everything everybody thinks she's been coming. Nah, the wave just wanted to kill her. Thought she did. Well, People are saying maybe she'll take on a Lady Stoneheart role. Do you think that's possible? Mm. Does uh, will Arya if she dies? Um, wow. I don't even know what to say to that. I just got blown. (laughs) I mean, I didn't read the book, so I'm looking at you, kid. I really, I can't (laughs) see that happening, but I'd love to hear an argument about that. That would be very. that would be wild. Um, I don't see that happening. I think uh, they're going down some other road with that, uh, if you guys are book readers. But um, I don't know. We'll see. So uh, how's Arya going to get out of this? How is she going to survive? Hmm. How, she's, she's like stabbed. looking she around. She's bleeding all over the place. She's like half dying. You can see by the way she's looking around. She's not in good shape right now. No. I was just trying to figure out if, we, if she had any friends in this city. Yeah. Well, and the only person I could think about was the actor. No? Oh, yeah. I thought about her, Lady Mm -hmm. Crane or whatever. Mm -hmm. I also thought that Jockin Hagar might come and save her because he was never Mm -hmm. really on board with her being dead. And I don't know. I just feel like he was her friend at some point. And I I really don't think he wants her dead. Mm -hmm. I think he understands her path that she's come to from. I'm kind of with you a little bit on that one. I think he's going to play a role in what happens to her next. What about the... um the Bravosi, uh, her dance instructor. Serial Pharrell. Serial Pharrell. <laughs> that would be yeah, great if he back. showed up. Well, does, does he Cereal have any Pharrell friends? Serial Pharrell is or? probably either dead or... Oh, he's dead. But, you know, does, and did he have, like, you know, family or... or but. Possibly something. Uh, you guys want to talk about predictions here? Okay, let's, let's predict. Do yes. Let's jump in. Buzz TV Predictions. Oh, that was kind of a new one right Yeah, now. I like that. People are excited for Gendry in the chat. They're I've very been so excited, excited did, for him. He's my favorite. There we go. I didn't even see his face. I missed it. You didn't? No. I thought that was Padre. The I chat. Thought. I saw Gendry's face, and did the chat's you? predicting that Gendry will be the one to, to help Arya, which I like that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he could have rode that far. 
<laughs> well, he was on that boat for many he seasons. Lost direction. <laughs> that little rowboat. That was the last time we saw him, right? I'm excited to see Gregor Stein in action. Click yeah. Game Bowl? Yes. Well, or, not necessarily the Game Bowl, just Gregor Stein just mowing down some sparrows. I'm ready to see some some just more action in general. Okay. I feel like this episode for me was Pretty slow. Pretty slow. Not a whole lot. Of th- Although I'm so excited that the hound is back, but mm-hmm. besides that, <laughs> pretty mellow I'm today. Kind of, I'm scared for the wrath of the hound. The way he picked up that axe and just yes. walked, <laughs> it's like it's I, like a horror character. That's my movie. prediction: is that he's gonna get the brothers. He's gonna kill a bunch of them, and then they're gonna follow him, and he's gonna lead them. I liked what somebody in the chat said. They think that Serial. Her teacher was actually Jock and Hagar. Yeah, people have said that before. Ooh. I like that. People I like thought that. that. Interesting. It's a, it's a, Maybe I mean, you can't Ned. say it's wrong. <laughs> so we do get um, uh, mm. in the preview for next week, uh, Brienne looks like she indeed is arriving at River Run. Yes. And I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to work out because she has to go through Jamie and the Lannister forces before she ever makes it to the Blackfish. How's that gonna play out? That's that's because because that's her mission to go down there and get the troops and bring them back up to the north. I mean, you can't in, just take the troops out when there's a siege. In a going dream on. scenario, Bran could kind of be a mediator and be like, "You want this castle? The Blackfish just wants something to hold on to, because pretty much everything's been taken away from him, and it maybe that like revival of want for life could be him supporting Santa. Mm. And so maybe there could be a nice like switcher like you could take the castle, let them all go in peace, and they will go fight the war. I just want this nice peaceful solution. You want action and then you want peace? I just don't get you Sarah over here. But what I'm really scared about is what is Brienne going to do when she sees Jamie and all she can think about is Tormund Giant's Bane. Ooh. That's <laughs> what I want to know. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just, sure, I don't know what she's going to do. I like that, that chicken eating that chicken all. Okay, <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So someone in the chat suggested that maybe it's not the Brotherhood without banners that killed all those people, and we're just assuming that. So who else could it be could if it wasn't? completely be. We could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, we could go down that road, but then I think we're doing the same thing where we're just making up stories We're, we're making up stuff to make this, the show yes. better. Show. We've just been like, what could all <laughs> of true. this mean? <laughs> but I, I, I like that. I think that's a great point. Very cool. We assume too much. Hmm. Very nice stuff. Anything else, guys? I was going to predict the game, but that's pretty obvious. <laughs> I want Tommen to kill um, his mother, Cersei. What? I'm sorry. I think that'd be cool. I'm kind of sick of Cersei. I think that Tommen's sort of like, he's not, you know, getting any love from his wife. He's probably going a little crazy with all this, like, high sparrow talk. So maybe he'll be convinced to kill his mom. No sex equals I, murder your mom. I need, like, a real love story to happen again. I'm sorry. I do. I, like, mm. miss, like... I know yeah. we have some from Bran and Tormund, and I want that to kind of escalate because there's, no one's been getting together. I know. It's Where's the like, love in this show? Yeah. Ja- Jamie and Brienne coming back together. Now we are shipping her with someone else, though. Yeah. That ship has sailed. Nice. Nice. I'm just going to predict that Peter Baelish is going to swoop in dramatically at the last minute and save the day. To win favor with everyone he needs favor with. Of course. So, yeah. Bring it on, little finger. 
<laughs> Alright, thank you guys so much for watching this After Buzz TV after show for Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 7, The Broken Man. My name is Kyle Maddock. You can find me at Kyle Maddock on Twitter. I'm Kristen Center. You can follow me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter and Cinematic underscore Escape on Instagram. And you can follow me at Sarah underscore Stratton. And I would argue that I think this episode should have been called The Broken Men. There's so many <laughs> broken men. Good point. good point. Very good point. And I am Ryan Malaty. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And then please, if you liked what you saw today, give us a thumbs up on our video. We love seeing that. Subscribe so you don't miss another channel here. And at iTunes, you can listen to our podcast. And uh, leave some comments. We love hearing what you have to say. And, you know, throw our, shut our theories down. Because we, we give us more theories. We Your need theories. more. We need we more. Three theories. episodes left, guys. Valador Harris. Thank you guys so much for watching. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.